Hi, I'm Strawberry Milk. I'm Peking Duck. I'm Mashed Potato. I'm Miso Soup. You are listening to our new podcast. We don't have a name yet. Um, we're still at Duck's house, recording this fairly long podcast episode. This is a continuation of um, last episode, basically. Hey, it's Duck here. It's a beautiful day outside. Just got to mention that. I want to talk about how OCD we all are, because recently, so this week, Joey had an, uh, an MV come out, and yeah. one of the first shots is her kind of sitting on this ground with cables everywhere. And cables are one of those few things that I will be quite OCD about. I like to organise my cables um, and make sure they're not all over the place. So is that a pet peeve? Um, well, I don't... Messy cables? I don't really see many messy cables in my life. So I can't really say. Like you haven't seen my bag? Yeah, I, I want to look at your bag. <laughs> also, I want to point out that I know what you're talking about. But also, OCD is a very serious psychiatric yes, <laughs> disorder. Psychologist, here. psychiatrist here. <laughs> but I understand. Yeah, this like is what is something uh, that you really, really need to organize. Compulsory behavior. Compulsive Oh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Um, what like I don't have anything. My desk at home at the moment is just completely mess everywhere wires and tech i have to organize what what is there anything that you have to organize in your life you're super disorganized i'm super disorganized about i guess in my head i do in your head yeah i do schedule things yeah but just for one day i can't do long-term plans so she's just disorganized i'm super disorganized what about you duck um i'm not really I guess I'm obsessive about a few things, but not too compulsive. I I guess I have very like I'm drawn to certain numbers. So for example, if I'm changing the volume on a TV or something, it has to be you particular know. numbers, you know? Like what? Like, like I like I like no, I like numbers that are highly divisible. <laughs> so twenty four is a great number. Twelve, 12 twenty four <laughs> Um, I can deal with, you know, 16 and 9, but not 7. <laughs> she doesn't like the prime numbers. <laughs> I don't like prime numbers. <laughs> I have never had this. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I had um, this when I was a kid. I thought everyone had this as a kid. I, I, I think it's it really depends on the TV because the volume scale on the TV differs a lot depending on what, what the TV is. But, but also some days I only like prime numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I like in general even numbers more. Even when I also it comes like to my numbers. age, I when I'm <laughs> so you just I, I'm just I'm not gonna be twenty one this like, year. Like, I'll stay I twenty mean, until I get to twenty two. I really didn't like the number twenty three. So oh, when I tw- turned twenty four, I was like, yes, I'm twenty four. It's even now. Who cares? I totally had that actually. No, I had that with with seeing certain numbers as very special. Yeah. Like when I was really young, I thought that being eight would be like somehow magical. <laughs> eight, 13, I've never 16, had this. 18? 18, yeah. But like, it yeah. got like less and less. Um, it, I, it got less and less magical? Magical. Yeah, like of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I quite like um, 
multiples of fives, though. Oh, of course. Who yeah. doesn't? It just feels I don't, nice. Really. You don't like multiples really? of five? No. The easiest times tables I all like, after multiples like of ten. Multiples of four and six. You're 25 now? Yeah. Uh-huh. I wouldn't mind being 26, and I don't like being 27. <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to being 27. I really do not give a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care either. I, I don't know why numbers are so significant for me. Yeah. Um, I don't really have... With the volume thing, I used to go up by five because my TV back then, we like average volume would have been like 40. But now the average volume for this TV is like 15, so I can't go up by five because five is heaps now. <laughs> what else? I also get really obsessive about like spaces, like negative space, like voids. Like, you if you're get in a really... obsessive about them? Yeah. Like, like maybe not obsessive. But oh, you obsessively avoid it? No, I like them. I oh, like them. Oh, okay. Like big spaces, say like a really nicely designed public library, like the state library or something like that, and you go in and there's just a lot of empty space. I really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I'm just like clear out all this all this clutter and just have space. I also don't I like enjoy. clutter. Yeah. But I've gotten used to having little space now. My room is quite messed. Like, there's a lot of stuff in my room right now. Well, for me, I can't stand a messy bookshelf. So my bookshelf yeah, has to... Your bookshelf to... is very... Uh, <laughs> very crazy. Empty. <laughs> no, it's very full. No, my bookshelf uh... is very full. But I have... Each level is specifically different things, categories, and then even when I arrange the books, they have to go from like either short to tall or tall to short. She's very <laughs> obsessive to the point where like sometimes she'll complain that something doesn't fit, and I'll be like, just put it there, and she'll be like, but <laughs> I see. Yeah, and I have one shelf de- like specifically for maybe display stuff. Um, one shelf for. DIY crafts, recipes, one shelf for um, like learning, education, folders, um, and one shelf for novels. And then for my clothing wardrobes, like my clothes, they also have to be organized. But the thing is, even though I like my work desk table to be really neat, so my mom does my laundry for me, right? but she'll pile the clothes on one side of the table and it just keeps piling up. Why? You're lazy. Too lazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Even though I like it being neat, but the idea, the idea that it's not going to fit in my drawer yeah. makes me not want to put it away. Why don't you just get a bigger drawer? Is that a Marie Kondo? My room's really small. It's really small. Nothing fits. So when I see, oh God, this t-shirt isn't going to fit in there, I let it pile on the side. But then... It just keeps piling and piling and piling, and it's so messy. Get and it rid makes of me, some stuff. It makes me so depressed, but I'm still too lazy to put it away. <sighs> Unbelievable. But then once I get packing, if I start um, moving it around and fixing it up and putting away, I will have to finish it. Yes. I think it, I think it says a lot about you, like how you organize your books and your clothes. Like, how do you organize your books, Miso? What organization? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you read a lot, so I'm interested. So here, I just, uh, my books are everywhere. On my <laughs> <laughs> with all those books. Because I don't see them around. 
There are in my bed. Some in my bed. Some. Oh, she has a massive bed. Uh, maybe yeah. three years from now, you go and like half the bed is just. <laughs> yes, actually, that your was, bed is storage space. Yes, piles on your bed. Yeah, that was what <laughs> happened at home. So, uh, I actually because when I was a kid, I slept with my grandma. Mm. Uh, she stayed with us, and then, uh, after, uh, after I grew up, I had my own room, and that room, um, became a study, a new study. Uh, after I moved away, and then. Now I just got loads of books in my room. So when I go back, I would read my dad's books and then I would just let them on my bed. And then by the time I need to move out again, I could just see half of my bed is full of books. So do you so just sad. go to bed and then just randomly grab a book and be like, today I'm reading blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about That's your clothes? My clothes. Some are on my chest and <laughs> <laughs> so basically like the books. <laughs> Some are, uh, yes. Most of them are um are in my wardrobe and then I've got these drawers. Mm. But for those clothes that are not too dirty to be washed, but not so clean to be put in the drawers with everyone chest. How um how do you find things then if things are everywhere i do remember even though i'm a messy person i do remember where it's I always things. the messy people are very good at locating things how about you mash how do you organize your things um i just clothes go in the wardrobe uh books go on the bookshelf there is nothing oh, but you know if you were to open mash's drawer Legit, when she says underwear goes in the drawer, it means sprawled everywhere in the drawer, not <laughs> folded, not organized. Yeah, I, I, I vary whatever about my clothes because I'm just like, they're gonna get crumpled when I wear them. So what's the point? Yeah, the thing is, don't you want to be able to see which underwear you want to pick out and wear? I am not that fussy. What about so your long shirt? As it fits, then I don't care. What about clothes? I have like a short sleeve shirts will go in one section. Sort of, and then long sleeve shirts will go in another section. It's more of a, I, am I warm enough today? But then when you want to say, um, these jeans are going to fit with that specific I don't have that. All oh. my jeans fit with all the t-shirts. <laughs> 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 the opposite of you. Like, I, I organise all my things by themes and genres. So, like, with my books, I have, say, medical books, art books, philosophy history psychology and then in within fiction there's like different themes within fiction so like all the buildings romance so like catcher in the rye next to uh i capture the castle like like all these i don't have like these growing up i don't have enough also. books to organize my theme <laughs> that's really interesting because like it really shows what you're like does it? because you, it, you you focus more on the content like yeah. of what it's about yeah. and for me I'm it's more, more of a about superficial the yeah. outside <laughs> yeah. Look, it's so superficial. how it looks when I first look at the shop I'm deep in your superficial yeah <laughs> unfortunately but yeah and then my clothes are kind of the same like like more like formal kind of things I, I organize my dresses by tonality oh wow. I yeah. see oh I have well the things that need to be hung will be hung things that can be stuffed into a drawer will be stuffed into a drawer me too yeah. And my chair just grow a clothes tree. <laughs> I think I'm only really organized with time and my tech. Hey, Miso, 
You yep. know how you put your clothes on the back of your chair? Like I yep. do that too with my jackets. Have you ever found that you put too much in a chair just tips over? Yes. I've had <laughs> that before. <laughs> Me too. Definitely. happens <laughs> so often. And especially it's like I put the um, jacket on the chair when I'm sitting on it. But then when I stand up, the whole thing tips and I'm like, yes. oh God. Especially in winter because winter clothes yeah, are yeah. heavier. <laughs> yeah. The one reason why I stop hanging a lot of my clothes over my chair, not the jackets I mean, but I meant like pants, yep. is because a long time ago when my grandma came over and visited, yep. I put my iPod Nano inside my um, jeans oh, pocket. Oh, I remember this. Uh-huh. And I just slung it over the chair because I thought, I don't want to wash it yet. Yes. It's not dirty yet. Yes. Then I come home from school one day and notice that the jeans gone. And I freaked out because the iPod Nano is inside. Yep. And I asked around and I found out my grandma put the whole pants into the washing machine. And I said, what did you do with my iPod Nano? And she said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I dug it out so of the washing sad. machine. And the screen was all rainbow and it wouldn't turn <laughs> on. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I took it out and I put it under the sun and it dried up. But it didn't turn on until maybe two years later. Wow, it still went on two years later. I was really surprised. I gave up on it. I just left it aside, put them in a drawer somewhere. I would have thrown it out by then. Two years later, I took it out, stumbled upon it. You should have put it in the rice. I heard that's what you asked. Back then, I didn't know. I just put it in the sun. She was still very little then. I I was in early high school. And anyways, like two years later, I stumbled upon it. And I'm like, hmm, it doesn't look rainbow anymore. (laughs) And I just like pressed the power button and it turned on. Well, I charged it a little bit. Did it turned it still on. work? Um, yes, it did. Wow. It did, actually. Wow. But by then, I was already I into iPod touches. <laughs> <laughs> I still have all my old iPods. Do they work? Yeah. Oh. You should make a collection and sell them. <laughs> I don't know if anyone them. wants them they in these days. They work very well, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, the batteries can be replaced, I think. With some skill. First of all, I know your computer is always organized. What do you mean? Everything's so neat inside your computer, isn't it? Well, folders. Yeah, well, everything's so organized. It's so easy on a computer. You just put them in folders. Yeah, but like your categorization skills in tech is very good. Yes. How do you categorize your things in tech? Well, with documents, I have every year. So with when we went to uni. <laughs> You'd have a folder for every year. Within that folder, you'd have a folder for every um, course. And then within the course, you have like a folder for lecture slides, a folder for assignments, a folder for um, whatever, tutorials. And then you have within the assignment one, of course, you have folders for each assignment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's All my space. are in the recents. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically how I organize my computer as yeah, well. Yeah, why not? It not doesn't take up. Space to oh, make a folder. For me, it's just pharmacy, 2015 and 14 and 13, and that's it. I don't even <laughs> have that. Everything gets chucked in there. Well, you just have uh, everything is on desktop. No, on desktop. I like my desktop to be very clean. Yeah. I would just uh, go to Finder and then type in the name. <laughs> thing with Mac. You can just ask Finder to find it for you. The problem is I, I tend to do like a draft of something, title it like draft of this one, and then I'm like, mm, I should make another copy of that. And then I work on that copy and I'm like, draft of this thing too. And then draft three, oh, draft I one, name my like, drafts by... Final, final, final draft. This is the final one. <laughs> I name it by date. 
So it, if I start a draft today, it'll it'll be two o one nine o four o five, um, and then because of the way the system orders it, it'll just order automatically, and the most recent one will be at the bottom because ah, the date is the last I one. See, I never thought of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like end up searching for final, final, final draft. <laughs> for me, it's so just difficult. draft one at most, draft two, and then she doesn't draft things. <laughs> no, I just save it as I go. I just use Office three sixty five. You know they have the version, so oh, you're yeah, clicking, yeah. click on the file, and then you could make a new version. To, yeah. yeah, to the old days. Yeah. To the old days. Yeah. Do you do you use Time Machine? Yeah, I do. What's that? So Mac has like a back, like an automatic backup thing where you can either back up into another portion of your hard drive or onto an external hard drive, and um, you can just open Time Machine and if you've lost something, you go back, however long you want to go back, depending on how big your hard drive is. But why would you want to go back? It's like backup in case, like sometimes I've deleted emails that I <laughs> realize like a year later, oh, I shouldn't have deleted that, and I just go through Time Machine. To look a for year it. later. Yes. Oh, okay. It's all in the server. It's all there. Wow. Not, mine's not on the server. Mine's on an actual external drive. Oh, speaking I of... I you could save an email like that. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. It saves like... It's just like a, a copy of the entire system. Wow. But if you go back, then would, everyth- would everything else in your computer also go back? No, because you can open... With Time Machine, you can open... Either you can do Time Machine for the whole computer, or you can open Time Machine whilst you have a specific app open, and it will trace back what this app looked like... Um, at whatever date you need. Would you lose That's all your amazing. recent emails? No, you can. So you can ask it. Either, you can either tell it to restore everything, or you can sp- like I usually choose a specific email. Please restore this one email. Wow. Yep. Speaking of emails, though, that was the other thing I wanted to say. Yeah. I can't stand a messy email inbox. <laughs> I can't either. But I feel like I these. Two, I'm gonna take out my phone and show you. Yeah, the the, the unread tag on those email inboxes is Let's unbelievable. Yeah, I, and I go through my email a lot and like delete things, but uh, oh, I, I just never go through it every day. Anything. Ooh, two thousand one hundred forty-one unread oh, emails. It's not too bad. That friend we were talking about before, the loud friend. Uh-huh. I think the last time I looked at her, she had over a hundred thousand. Oh my god! I was just like. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, one more thing about the emails. Um, so this is linked to what Doc has said about the grammar. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about this. So our lab friend used to annoy her supervisor a lot because she used a very... When she writes her email, she somehow loses her manners. <laughs> she will say, "I need you to do this, this, and that for yes. me." Yeah. yeah, she has lost that. Somehow lost the way to communicate with a supervisor. <laughs> but yeah. like, because you come from the UK, I couldn't. I couldn't understand that either. Because when I came here, I find people writing emails in such an aggressive way. We are quite blunt the, here space managers they would be like you need to do one two three four when it comes to the bullet points i get really scared how do they write emails in the uk they're like please do this yeah i would like very much if you could do this i would really appreciate (laughs) if you change this yes and then if you don't if you in this could you please tell us your reasons (laughs) You're wasting so many words. I know, so wasting about so much. The bullet point thing, how do they write that instead then? I mean, you can write the bullet points, but, but I guess the, the lead up to that has to be 
I would appreciate if you would do these things listed below. Yes. But here it's just like that's what I will write. Here it's just like you need to do one, two, three <laughs> before you yeah, get access. Yeah, I get scared. I totally <laughs> freak out because the space manager w- was like, "Okay, I have read your thing. Here are a few changes you need to make. One, one two, two three. three, four. And then I totally freaked out because usually I would be, "Could you please do this?" Yeah, we are much more direct here. Just such a waste of time because we don't speak particularly fast in this country. If we had to like say all this extra nonsense, we would never be done. I wouldn't call that nonsense. <laughs> speak you all know. this stuff that makes you feel good, but achieves no other purpose. <laughs> okay. Well, making other people feel good is Nash is about efficiency. You're an engineer, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine engineers being so waffly. She was not made to be an engineer, I feel, sometimes. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you can be efficient and still come across as warm and polite, you know? I mean, there is yeah, a middle ground. There. I mean, I think it's I the, like it. our level is like, please do this. Um, we would not, we would not, <laughs> you well, we would be like, please do this, thank you. But we would never get to the point of, I appreciate that. I would appreciate if you would do this. Also, because I find emails, all the writings are more official than um, words. So I guess. Oh, you expect the email to be more. Yeah, uh, to be more formal at least. Oh, I, I, think, I think that too. Emails tend to be a bit more formal. I think it depends on how long you've emailed someone. My supervisor is not formal at all. In yes. His emails, he would be like, thanks, that's it. Same here. I mean, just like it just depends on. I mean, if it's the first time emailing someone about something, I would be a bit more formal. But if we're already like two or three emails down the chain, mm-hmm. we're gonna cut the deer, cut the regards, just get to the topic. Usually, it's just like, okay, thanks, I'll do this. I will stick with the same tone. I would be like, here's blah blah. Here is the thing, and then I would be like, kind regards. I would do you not feel. So whenever I type emails, if I have the opening and then the kind regards, I feel really strange if the middle sentence bit is just like one short sentence. I'm very okay with that. I would cut the, um, cut the like signature kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, kind. I wouldn't go kind regards. Oh, I. It depends I on how regards. close I am. You, if it's a higher, more formal thing, I would go regards. Um, if it's less, then it's either thanks. Cheers. Yeah. Um, I never say cheers in the email because I feel that's so informal. I will we say are very thanks. informal. Yeah. I, I do say cheers. I don't. So my supervisor, my supervisor likes it best. Um, like just best, comma. Yeah. Not even best it's regards. Like, it's short for best regards, kind oh, of. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, you know what? This recent email that I sent for this new job application. Yes. The person sent me back an email where the signing off instead of he he said um regards blah 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 but then towards the end it just became r comma yeah yes. some, but the, some people do that because one of my supervisors would be uh, br comma wow. best regards um, yeah you do short like we get to the point where um either you just lose the name altogether <laughs> so it's just the reply or uh, my supervisor's initial is r so it would go dash r I couldn't bear with that. I mean, it's fine. People reply in that manner, but yeah. I couldn't do that myself. I... What about texting? Texting is fine. 
But if you were to text like someone who you normally would email, would in the text then I would say hi, hi, hi and then could you please do such such for me? Yeah, for me, like if I were to text my bosses, for example, I'd just be like hi blah. La di da di da di da. Yeah, I would do that and too. And then I wouldn't really sign off as kind regards or whatever. I'd just say, I would just say strawberry milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would not sign off. I would be like, hi, blah. I uh, this is me, and then blah blah. Have you? Uh, well, if I haven't messaged them before, then I would go. This is me. Oh but yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I just go. Hi, I need this from you, please. Bye. At, at some point when I realized my bosses have saved my phone number, yeah, I cut off the um, thanks or whatever. I just say hi, blind, just get straight into what I need. Because yeah, these yeah. days, especially because if you've messaged them before, the history is there. It's mm. not like in the old days when the text message came by itself as like a individual thing. You have all the history of, oh, this person sent me this before. So, of course, you would remember who this person is. I don't have too much of an issue with emails, but what I had a really big issue with up until the age of maybe 21 or so was calling adults who are older than me by the first names. Oh. Because, oh. like, growing up, you know, you call teachers, like, Mr., Mrs., Miss, so-and-so. I, I can I can do that now, but I can't do it yeah. with people that I used to know. Like, I cannot call old teachers by their first oh, names. Oh, yeah, no, that would be I, weird. I guess I don't have this problem because I just uh, call my parents, I even call my parents there. Right. Really? Really? Yeah. That's not really that Not common. like mom well, or not, dad? No. I just that's very me. not common for a Chinese person. No, because I guess because my dad, my dad is very westernized for some reason and then he would just uh, call me by my Is name. it very western to call parents by their names? Like more so than other. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Really? Because I even I hear like a lot of other Western people calling their parents by mom. Yes, I I do that, but my dad would be like more comfortable with me calling his name. So did you grow up calling your dad by his name? Yes. So I wow. don't really have that problem. But one thing I want to say is that because now we are tutoring. Yes. Potato and me. And you then, get a lot of miss. Excuse me, miss. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of miss. I was like panicky, and then there was one kid who was so clueless. He even called me doctor. I was like, Aww. I haven't got my degree. I, I don't have it. At least it's not <laughs> professor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I get a lot of miss, especially from, I think they tend to be um, students from like Singapore. Yeah. Um, if you grew up here, then it's not as common. Singapore or like China, a lot of yes. the Asian countries yes. tend to do this. Yeah. 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 Like, because I'm in the hospital now looking after patients. So patients will call me like miss doctor people call me ma'am yeah ma'am lady <laughs> lady oh, like the yeah. first time I, someone referred to me as a lady i was like because <gasps> i was about 19 i was like <laughs> that was the first time anyone referred to me as like chinese an adult. people ref- like when they call out to you they call in chinese i don't think she deals well, with as many chinese people i don't people. really deal that much with chinese people in the hospital because i noticed that at my workplace right i'm reaching the point where they're actually saying, like, they bring a little kid, right? And I'm pretty what do they sure. Call you, are ye? Yes! <laughs> they, they ask the little kid to go, say hi to auntie. And I'm like, in my heart, I'm just like, 
I'm not even married. <laughs> I'm not even married. <laughs> <laughs> call me auntie. Call me sister. Sure, the mom isn't even that much older than me, right? <laughs> exactly. That's the re- that's the reason they're the same age as you. Then of course you are. Are you? <laughs> I'm not even married. The other thing is like a lot of the Chinese people also um refer to me as Mainu. Like they just it means like hey beauty. You know, it, I know it's just like a term, but it just feels so weird hearing it. What do you got? Do you, I guess because you don't come from that culture. What do you guys have in Taiwan? Um, we just call them xiaojie, which means like young but lady. But nowadays, xiaojie has changes meaning. I heard that become... in China, it means like a prostitute. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, in Taiwan, we that was like the most formal term you can call someone. You will yes. always call someone young lady. We don't. Like so we we also have that, but in we have more similar to the Chinese way in Hong Kong. Mm. Like calling them Lang Lo. I don't know what that is. Just Liang I got it just like me. It's menu. not translated. But Similar, but we, because our words are a bit different. Um, But we also have the Xiaojie. And then other jie-jie. terms I hear is Gu Niang, which is really old That's fashioned. really old. It's but that is more um more common for the China. And then one other term I've heard was Yatol. Wow! What? <laughs> I know, like, it's it's a very apparently it's an yes. old way of saying darling, dear yes. in China. But yes. I've never when well, I heard you're that. Well, you're not really I Chinese, so you yeah. can't really say. So when I heard that, because I generally in Taiwan when we call someone that, it's sort of like a bad meaning. Oh, we, we kind say, of like a little kid thing. Yeah, that that kid okay, or that. It is a little bit patronizing. Yeah, yeah, like that. So when that person started calling me that, I wasn't sure in what way they meant it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have these. We don't, because I basically only function in English over here. You know uh, that guy who trained me on the evaporator? Yeah. He called me uh, Mace. <laughs> Miss? Mace. What's maids? Maids. Maids. Oh, maids. Like ma- little sister. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's very weird as well. He, um, whenever I open the door for him, he thanks me and calls me lady. <laughs> Thank- <laughs> he's just like, thanks lady. And I'm like, I don't know if he thinks that's I like my name. I like lady though. I don't know if he thinks that's my name or he just doesn't know what my <laughs> name is. But yeah. I see. I would prefer if someone just went up to me and was like, excuse me. <laughs> but they don't have that in they don't really have the that in, in Chinese. Chinese. Well, in Chinese, no. if I were to go up to someone, the first thing that comes out of my mouth would be sorry, blah 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 blah. Sorry in Chinese. Yeah, I might be like "对不起," blah 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 blah, uh-huh. or maybe "请问," which is like "May I ask?" Yeah. Yes. In Hong Kong, we have "嗯该," uh, which is like "thanks" or "please." What's yeah. that in Mandarin? There is no, yeah, there's there no equivalent. Awesome. It means anything. Okay. Um, it's more like please, I think. Yes. Okay. I was going to talk about what we talked about. Uh, house husband. Can you accept that? Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't mind. Easy. I, I, I feel like I couldn't. I just. What do you mean? To some extent, like it sounds very good, and I. Like, of course, it'd be great if I didn't have to look after kids or anything. <laughs> but I don't think I could bring myself to like someone who would do that. But the thing is, you yourself, you're a very independent person. You like to take charge. 
wouldn't you feel like a future partner of yours, um, they'd be a more passive person? But I also don't like, you know from before that no I don't experience. like passive people. But the thing is, as in like, not that passive, but as in they don't mind submit to your submitting to you, but still have orders. their own like autonomy. But you being like a researcher, you're going to be spending a lot of time, you know, out doing things. So the thing is, I, for one thing, I don't think I would have kids to have to look after. Mm. Yep. So that, I shouldn't have to have the problem of who's going to stay and look after kids. Right. But the thing is, I, like, to some extent, I cannot, to be the, the, I think, to be the party who is happy to, like, let go of their career to look after kids, the kind of doesn't have the sort of arrogance that I need in someone that I admire. Well, it doesn't have to be looking after kids. It could just be doing house chores. Yeah, yeah but why, like, when we were talking about house yeah, husbands, what chores. are we talking about? Cleaning the just house, cleaning, doing cleaning the laundry, the cooking. Yeah, that's fine, but, like, I'm not the, I don't want to be the one who I'm working and you're at home. Yeah. So you want it to be equal? It's not whether it's equal or not. I just don't think I could admire someone who could stay at home whilst I work. Yeah. So you don't want to be the sole breadwinner? Like, where, where they're fully relying on you. I'm more, it's more of a, I can't, I don't think I could like someone who is able to give up their career. I feel very um, similarly to you. What if he's, for example, a writer and he works at home? Well, no, that's fine. That's Just fine. That's fine, okay. It's a, there's a level of, like, I need a level of ego. And ambition. To admire this person. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You would be okay? I think I'm okay. What if they just completely their job was to be a housewife i mean a house i guess i guess husband. i guess um it's very likely that i would get bored of that person exactly <laughs> that's why i said at some point but then i wouldn't really mind i think yeah. i'm the same like uh, i i wouldn't really mind i may not choose that kind of person though but like if they really want to be a house husband then i don't really mind i'm not going to force them to go out and earn money yeah, I don't think I would like, like this in person the anyway. So, <laughs> well, what I don't if think it's gonna happen? Maybe initially they had a job, and then in the end they decided to stop and Why? become a house husband. And by Why? that time, you're already you you like them already. For example, what are you gonna you, do then? For example, you make more money when there's like when you get married, and then there's one point that one person has to, for example, sa- sacrifice their career to move to a new country or whatever. And then they couldn't find a job. Then. To some extent, I feel like as independent as co- and as controlling as I am, mm-hmm. I would rather be the one who gives in. I could not, I, I cannot lose. Like I feel like if I cannot respect this person, or I can't admire them for their kind of persistence in what they really want, then I cannot like this person. Yeah, because I feel like it. Not, may not necessarily be like a career or work, but they have to be ambitious in some way. Like they have to have some sort of purpose in life and and be proactive. Yeah, about what is their purpose in life? Is their purpose is li- in life is, is to like family. Up. Yeah, but I'm not gonna have kids. Oh, you see, the thing is, the family. If their ambition is to build a family, then our values are not yeah aligning <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I see. But what if like they have the same person. idea as you becoming a housewife? What if like they don't admire those kind of people who just want to be a housewife 
And if yeah, you be, but if you're go, if you said that you would rather be the one that gives up your career. Yes. But what if? What about them? What if they feel what the same? What if they feel the w- Then we can just split. If you can't, if if I mean, the point is that you are happy together, and that you can somehow like get along, and still like each other. The moment you stop liking something or you can't deal with something, what's the point? Life is too short to just keep persisting with something that is pointless. And it's not like, for example, you decide to become a housewife and then you become a housewife for the rest of your life. Like, you could have periods of your time, your life together, where yep. you sort of encompass different roles yep. as a team. Yeah. Wow. Just contributing to the team. I mean, I think I I am lazy enough to really want someone else to do everything for me. Yeah. <laughs> but when you come down to it, I cannot admire someone who would... I can't admire someone who would go out of their way to, yeah, to give me something I want. Like, you would lose respect. Yes. I see. That makes sense. I have to. They have to hold on to their principles quite strongly. Otherwise, there is no point. I I've lost any admiration. This is like one of the few issues where we like really agree. Yeah. I see. Duck and I usually I don't mean, agree. I mean, <laughs> I get what you mean, and then. To some extent, I do not mind because I don't think this is that important. Whether or not they're going to be in it. Yeah, I'm with Miso on this topic. Yeah, I just... I think it's just it's just down to a... It's not like I think people... I'd be happy for your husband to do it. <laughs> and my husband but to go to your house no, to no, do your no, job. No, no. <laughs> I think yeah, we'll find one. I'd be fine if like I had a friend and he decided... Okay, my my ro- role in life is to be a house husband. Yeah, that's fine. But you are not marrying me. Like yeah, that no, guy is not going to marry yeah, me. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Misa, would you rather be a housewife or your husband be a house husband? I'd rather my husband to be a housewife. Really? I couldn't bear with like staying at home. I mean, I guess it also depends if you if uh, being a housewife. You have to stay at home, taking care of kids and uh, doing all the chores. I couldn't as do that. As opposed to just staying at home and chilling. <laughs> <laughs> no, as opposed to, uh, no, it's, I mean, I, I don't mind staying at home doing my own job, as long as I still have fun. Work at home. Mm. You know, work at home. I was dating this guy who one month was like to me um i asked you know he went and had a serious conversation with his boss about how he could potentially work remotely from sydney wow <laughs> yeah so he would move interstate like next year or something and i was like it's been one month goodbye <laughs> <laughs> there is there is like i do have this weird fear of someone giving up too much for me yeah I mean, I mean, you. Oh, I know Milk probably thinks this is like the most romantic thing ever <laughs> for a guy to give up something for her. I'm with this one. I just, I don't believe so much in that. Like, I know it's not that you don't believe in compromise. I just don't. I don't have this. I feel very weird about that. You can just give up this thing. Would you feel guilty though? 
it's not really guilty. It's just like I suddenly have no belief in your convictions anymore. Like if you can give that yeah. up so easily, then. But what if yeah. they're giving up for someone else's sake? Like what? Like because say for example, if I it was my dream to do this, and I really really want to do it, and then because my other partner loves me so much, they're willing to give up their current job in I, order to move with It really with depends me on what it is. I think like if it's something really dumb, like I'm gonna, I you don't like chocolate, so I'll give it up for you. That's fine. But like if it's something as big as like I'm gonna move away from my family, I'm gonna move away from. Like things that I I feel like should be big. I feel like my career, what I've chosen to do, is very important. And if I first, firstly, I would hope that person that I like also feels that way. Is this stemming off from how you feel about your dad? Um, probably. Because also considering like how your dad is like more passive in your whole family, and that your mom has more say. Maybe, like, just growing up like that, you feel somewhat disappointed in your dad for never not standing really, for I'm what he really wanted? I'm not really disappointed in him. I know my mom really likes that about him. That okay. he will give up everything for, what like, the people he loves. Uh-huh. And that is something, like, to some extent I admire it about him, but also I don't love it about him. Like, you don't respect him. It's not that I don't respect it. But just then you said you don't respect people who give up. Yeah. I feel like, to some extent, he... There is a... He's given enough, but I know there is something in him that sometimes will think he doesn't want. Like, So he resents he, it. So it's not that he resents it. It's just that he knows very well that he's given up a lot. Mm. Um, do you feel like you can... Um, do you feel like he sometimes regrets bits and pieces here and there. I don't think he regrets it. Or feels but I like think he, he sacrificed a lot. Like he know like to him he knows that it was a big deal. Mm. And he still knows but he doesn't like he doesn't regret that decision. Um I don't know, it's not that I don't like someone like my dad. It's just I think the the values are different. Definitely. I don't think I could value family as much as my dad. If, I feel like if someone were to ask me, between me and my husband, who would rather be, like, the house person? It would be you? Well, yeah, but more, I think it depends on who has the better income. So and it's more who's of a better, practical thing. And who's better at maybe the house chores then. Yeah, of course. Because if I were terrible at cooking, I would rather my husband cook for the kids. Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 If, I had, if I had a better income... Then by all means, I think I should be the one who's earning the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on a practical sense, that's all fine. It's just like when you come down to the values. Would you want yeah. this person to be like? I do not go into a thing hoping that the guy will be. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, of course you wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't say it's ideal. So. What coming back to my dad? I think I am more like my dad. Really? I think really? I would be more like my dad. I would prefer to give up than to be the one who someone else is giving up for. That's just really interesting because on a surface level, you seem so much more like your mum. Yeah. Yes. But I am more... In my family, they say my personality is much more like my grandmother. Because you were raised by her? To some extent. And she is not... To have a daughter like my mother, you can see the level of control that she has obviously 
<laughs> she has very little control with my mother and her daughter. <laughs> so I I think I would prefer to be my dad in the situation. It's so hard to picture. Me being my dad? Yeah, yeah because around us, you feel like your mom. Yeah. Yes. But like when you look at my dad around his friends, he is not completely blob. He I, I haven't <laughs> seen it. Yeah. It's very hard to picture my dad being anything other than a obedient. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel um the relationship you have because we are all girls, and then do you feel your relationship with your dad, some ex- to some extent affects your partner choices? Yes. Well, I mean, as someone who is really into psychology, <laughs> everything right. is to do with your parents. Yeah, really. of course, but like, how? Do you want a very opposite person in your life? or Depends on how you were brought up, right? If you really like your dad or if you don't. Yeah, but also... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, how do I feel about my dad? <laughs> like, like you, you see these relationship patterns being modelled in your parents and that's how you're brought up. That's how yeah. you sort of see the world as normal until yeah. you're old enough to go out into the world and you meet new people and yeah. your, your perceptions change. Yeah. And so a lot of those early patterns are so ingrained in you and you kind of go into the world um, subconsciously. You're either kind of like looking for people who kind of resemble your parents because they're familiar and you sort of fall into those familiar patterns mm-hmm. or you're kind of looking for people who completely rebel against those those things because you're trying to go for something completely different. Because yeah. Yeah. I recently had this conversation with one of my uh, friends and then she she said to me, because she's a, a little bit older than us, and then she said she now she really wants to get a stable relationship and get married. And then she said, after all these years, she always, because her family is really similar to Mesh's family, mm-hmm. a very strong and uh, controlling mother and a very passionate father. She always, she said she always um, thought she wouldn't find a boyfriend or husband like her father. But in the end, now she's dating this guy who's so like so uh who's so passive and then like so like so and does she kind of act like her mother in this yes. relationship yeah yes. so she told me she found like eventually we it's have it's a bit strange how some people might say i want to avoid someone like one of my parents but then in the end, they still get drawn towards I the same kind of people. I think it's yeah. very hard. That's what she say. It's very hard to to sort of pull away from that because it's so deeply ingrained in you psychologically. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I would definitely go opposite. Um, just because my mother is so controlling, I cannot. I to some extent, I have been used to being controlled. Yeah, like outside of the house maybe I can be controlling but also because I'm the oldest so I to some level I have a degree of power but I'm also used to being the subject of this but, you, yeah. but you, you also see in your relationships with your friends and things like you you are fixated on power <laughs> uh, very fixated <laughs> I like to have power but like to some extent 
my power only goes so far. Like, yeah. I really like organising things, but my opinion doesn't really matter too much. But would you feel like the dynamic between you and your husband's relationship, that might change if kids become into the equation? Like, because you might feel like, okay, you're controlled a lot. You would rather maybe the husband be the more controlling one. But once you have kids, y- you're so used I to having, like, a, a controlling mother. Wouldn't I you think become like that yeah, to your kids? Would, but I think with the ki- once kids come in, it, it'll fall back to a cultural thing. In okay. my culture, the mother always controls the kids. Do you like that about yourself? The which, which bit? The, the controlling? controlling part you get from your mom. I like that. To some extent, I quite like the organization. But in general, the controlling part. Um, does it bother you? Not you really. I don't mind it. Like, oh. I does it bother you guys that I am so controlling? We get sometimes. No. <laughs> Only I sometimes. But the thing is, I don't have my mother's opinion. Like, I, I think I am more like my father in that my opinion is very meaningless. Like, or usually I'm needlessly powerful. <laughs> So I like when we say we I organize an event. Usually I'll set like these dates or whatever are good because of whatever reason. And then if we have to decide what are we gonna do, that is usually not up to me. That is up to me. Yeah, it's up to Duck. It's the the opinion the opinion part is very not not up to me. So sometimes it's like I have to work out what they would like to do, and then I get to the controlling bit of organizing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, I'm not like completely my mother. I don't have her sense of opinion. I see. Yeah. What about you, Misa? I guess one thing that I get from my mom is that, so um, my relationship with my mom is not really great because we argue a lot, and then she's a very impatient mother. Uh-huh. She's very controlling too, and I, to some extent, not. I do love her, but I don't like her. I. So you want you want you don't want to become someone like her. Yeah, but my this is something that my dad always said, but really annoys me. So my dad always says that I, even though I don't like her, I become more and more like her. That would be annoying. I think it's very hard for us to not be like the people that are around us. Like, the thing we were talking about, about how we end up dating someone like our father. Yes. It's very hard because you know this person so well. It's hard to not find any aspect of them in someone else. I think, like, it is almost impossible when you know someone, like, so completely. Yes. Because a person is not just, like, my father is not just a blob. <laughs> I mean, you guys will say... He has he arms is, and legs, he too. Is <laughs> Like, you guys might say he is very, like, passive and everything, but I know him from the perspective of I have seen when he is not passive. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are those, like, there is, because a person is so multidimensional, I guess. Yes. When you really look for it, I feel like you will find a part of them that is similar to whoever you're comparing them to. Yeah, but also... Like there's the aspect of the patterns of that relationship being repeated as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like what you're used to. Yeah, and like these sort of like emotional triggers and like leads to certain sorts of like dynamics and arguments and that kind of thing. But yeah. to some, because to some some extent we learn from what we've seen. Exactly. 
it, yeah. So if you, your mother has dealt with some things a certain way, to some extent, that may be the only way you know how to deal with so those things. So go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've spent so much of my, like, life in the past few years trying to not go down the road of becoming my parents. Because my parents are very passive-aggressive, I guess, and they're not able to really express their emotions and how they feel. And I've tried to go as far as possible in the opposite direction, like trying to understand myself and trying to find ways of understanding my emotions and expressing those. And I, I think part of my interest in psychiatry and psychology is that as well. I don't know. I find that I, I really dislike the way my dad um, deals with problems and um, so, like his temper is also really awful but then my mum's also const- constantly telling me that my temper is exactly like my dad's and I think I've come to accept that too so I've tried I to feel like there is otherwise. an aspect of like the more you fixate on something <laughs> <laughs> the more it becomes like very hard for you to like let that go yeah like i i don't think i've ever been bothered about whether or not i'm controlling um i've just accepted it i've been very bothered about my own temper yeah um and seeing as how that has affected like like my mom or family and seeing the way he does things it's something that i really want to avoid yeah. And maybe when I was younger, like, I would explode the same way he does. But now, after recognizing it and admitting it, I feel like I've learned to control it a lot more. Part of it is, like, accepting that this is something that is just part of you and you have yeah. to deal with it somehow or another. Um, Like, it's not 100% gone, you know, but... Really? When? What is... a hundred? When? I don't believe there's any 100% gone well as in like like i feel like all of us are capable of everything when pushed (laughs) that's the thing about (laughs) humans i believe that everyone is capable of murder everything like when you just have to put them in the right situation and anything can come out yeah well (laughs) on that note (laughs) (laughs) you've been listening to we don't have a name yet remember to follow us on instagram at Widahani Podcast. Widahani. And we also have a Facebook page now. Yay. If you like us, you can subscribe to us. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah. What was that? iTunes. We're on iTunes iTunes now. We're on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're on Spotify and Anchor. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.